Re 115, January 13th, 2023, Friday the 13th. Listen, I got to say, if I've seemed flat in the last few segments, um, it's not quite, I'm not flat. I'm doing fine. I, it's, it's low power mode. I'm trying to figure this thing out. If I just let myself go, if I really get into it, then I have a ton of extra work because I bring in all these things that I didn't plan on talking about, and I have a ton of work to write them up in the notes. So low power mode requires me to, not to be flat, but it's the first thing I'm trying. But it's not, it's not that good. It's not as good to watch me flat. It looks like I'm unhappy. I'm not unhappy. I'm doing great. Um, okay, just had to get that out of the way. If we're talking about danger, technological danger part three, that's what we're, that's what we're doing here. Um, we're ultimately talking about the question of whether or not to proceed, whether or not to go forward with something. Technological danger, whether or not to go forward with technology. Um, I, we need a definition of technological progress. Uh, just so happens I have one. Um, this is not going to be the, I'm not a philosopher. I'm not in anything. Any of the things that I try to do, math, code, AI, philosophy, nothing. I'm not, I'm none of those things. I'm a podcaster. But anyway, look, go look for a good definition of it. Technological progress or good versus bad. RTFM is literally the best model of good versus bad that I'm aware of. But that's because I'm not aware of that many. So anyway, technological progress needs a definition. Let's give it one. This is just a draft. Of course it is. But it's like, this enables us to move forward with something that can be improved. If we don't write down a definition... Okay, shut up. Do it. Don't tell me to shut up. All right. Um, let's start with the idea of progress. The word progress. Uh, and, and just remember that what we're getting at here... How, how would we decide, given predictions, whether to risk continued technological advance, okay? That's what we're going for here. And try to ignore the stuff on the side. I can't... Eh, anyway. Okay. Um, progress can't be control over the environment. We can't define progress as control of the environment because whose control is it? Who is we? We can't all equally control the environment or equally benefit from controlling the environment. And certainly we don't all prefer the same things. That's actually a huge problem. <laughs> it's a huge, huge problem. You don't... I can't even say the things that that implies because they'll be taken out of context and may, used to make me look bad because someday someone will watch these YouTube videos. Okay. Um, this corresponds roughly to Russell and Norvig chapter 27. We've talked about it a little bit in Re 111. Uh, problems of, the problems of complexity and inconsistency in human preferences. And also Bostrom chapter 13, um, Superintelligence chapter 13, uh, of the problem of locking in forever the prejudices and preconceptions of the present generation. A possible solution, Bostrom mentions, and Yudkowsky goes into detail, um, Bostrom mentions, mentions Yudkowsky, his idea of coherent, extrapolated volition. It's basically the idea of like, what would we tell the machine? This is just tell the machines. This isn't all the other technical, technological progress come danger that we could be talking about, or progress or advance, let's say. Technological advance come danger that we should be worried about or could be worried about. They're just talking about the machines taking over. Um, and Yudkowsky in 2004 is saying, you know, we should program into the machines uh, the, the, the search for uh, what we would want if we were smarter, better, had lived longer, and convert. I haven't read Yudkowsky uh, 2004, so I can't, I can't go into detail, but I, I got the gist of it from Bostrom, and maybe I'll read it soon. Um, what would we want if we knew ourselves better, if we knew the world better, blah, blah, blah. That's what the machine should pursue. That so that's coherent extrapolated volition because we can't put an easy term on the top of that idea. Um, if our volition doesn't 
converge, which is my way of saying, I don't know how Yudkowsky deals with it. If, if, uh, if we don't, if you keep um, giving human groups or, or extrapolating what they want or what they would want if they knew more and had lived longer and had more experience, if their wants don't eventually sort of start to align, converge over time, um, they diverge um, or stay, you know, Euclidean parallel forever. Um, uh, this, I think this entails winners and losers. It has to, right? I mean, it's sort of, I forgot to put this in the notes, but it actually makes me think that, um, uh, that, <laughs> sorry, I'm distracted by something here. Myself in this window that's delayed and I see my hands, I'm like, what is he doing with that? Um, it, it implies that the, I've got to retrace my steps now. If it doesn't, it, it implies winners and losers. Oh, yeah, the, the thing that we value about human beings is not, it, it, human, we, this is obvious if you say it in a certain way, we value human beings uh, more or less based on what they believe, what's in their minds, and what they desire, but, you know, beliefs and desires. So we, we don't value all humans the same, even though we like to think that we could or should or do. Um, if someone believes that, for example, that you should be killed, because of your religious beliefs. You value that person less. Unless you really contort your values and say, no, no, no. I want this person to have just as much of the world and of life and opportunity that I do. No, no, no. I mean, if the guy wants to kill me, fuck him. Right? Okay. So anyway, that's that's a little bit on progress. And, and if we don't converge, if we don't all end up wanting more or less the same thing or something that one machine or one human group could pursue – over time, given more experience and more understanding, then um, then one team's going to have to win and one team's going to have to lose. Or lots of teams are going to have to lose. So what team are you on? Okay. Um, I just want to point out here that better and worse problems can be empirical. So choose between A and B. Carcinogenic bug spray. Think off. I don't know if off is car carcinogenic, but I tend to think all that stuff is on some level. At some point, you live long enough, and that that's going to get you, uh, cancer-wise. Uh, so carcinogenic bug spray or malaria. Malaria is sort of a short-term risk of death. Carcinogenic anything is a long-term risk of death. Okay, which one's which one's a better problem to have? Well, I think it's the the bug spray, just because of the time. It's not, you know, I don't want to get cancer, but I but I think malaria would kill me quicker and and maybe more. Uh, well, there'd be more suffering in any way. Any any years of lost life is is worse than than not losing those years. Choose between lead in the water in your water supply. Think Flint, Michigan, over the last few years. Between that problem and fetching pails of water, Jack and Jill style. Now, think about this for a second. You don't have water in your dwelling unless you fetch a pail of it from the river, the lake, whatever. Um, or you can have water in your dwelling every day, but every once in a while you're going to get screwed and have lead in the water. And by every once in a while, we mean in Western countries, very rarely. But the people who get screwed will not care how rare it is, as they don't in Flint, Michigan. Okay, choose between those two. Finally, choose between an unhappy day job. Most of you will be able to identify with this. An unhappy day job, and I mean really unhappy. Like, how unhappy have you been with your day job? It's a very relative thing. And, okay, that's one problem you might have. Or you can you can um, reject that problem and accept its alternative. No home utilities or no home. So no electricity, no heat, 
might change where you decide to live. There are climates where you can live without electricity and heat, but there are certainly many that uh, without air conditioning, heat or air conditioning, uh, but many that you can't these days. Uh, maybe more and more that you can't uh, given climate change, global warming. Uh, so either you go work for the man. What's his name? Schlumberg? Schlumberg? What's the guy's name in the office space? You either go work for Schlumberg. That would be great. Or no home utilities and maybe no home. Or at least you have to make your own home. Okay? So you can – this is empirical. You can ask people this question and they can choose right now. You can't ask people in the past and you can't ask people in the future, but you can ask them today. Okay. So uh, it's, it better and worse problems can be empirical. So problems and whether they're better or worse can be empirical. Now let's try and define technological progress. First, let's distinguish distinguish between the ideas of advancing and progressing. So let's call advancing when we just move forward, doesn't matter if it's good for us, and progressing, which is like we move forward and it's good for us. Predict, and so I think in order to define technological progress, we would say that there are two, two we need two definitions because we're going to be making decisions. So we need to first define predicted progress. Predicted progress uh, is this. A technology seems like progress if the predicted problems it will create are better to have than the predicted problems it will solve according to the humans alive at the time of prediction. This in part tries to deal with this idea that um, technology creates more problems than it solves, man. And it's not about more or less. It's about better or worse. If technology creates a hundred really good problems to have and solves one really bad one, if those hundred are still not as bad as the original one, then technology has progress. It doesn't matter how many problems it's created. I think that's a lot of what human history is. I think that's a lot of what te technology has been. It's been progress. Uh, on the whole, we have to deal with time. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, so that's predicted progress. That's what happens before you make the decision. After you make the decision, you can define given a – okay, so here's, so here's actual progress, which you can't actually work on or use in making a decision because it's only retrospective. Actual progress. A technology is progress, is actual progress if given an interval of time – this is crucial. Given an interval of time, the problems it created were better to have than the problems it solved, according to the humans alive during the interval. Or maybe we could say according to the humans alive at the time of assessment or something like that. The idea is that if it turns out that humanity gets extinguished by technology that more or less you know, made extinct with nothing redeeming about it. We don't get to be uploaded into machines and so our consciousness is preserved or anything like that. Um, we're just basically all that's left on the earth is just whatever was carved in stone, um, you know, a million years from now. Um, you could say over that interval between the first hand axe and the artificial superintelligence that turned us all into paperclips, uh, technology was um, – was not there was no technological progress because it's not progress to go from the happy state of being a hunter gatherer to being non-existent okay but if you change the time interval and say oh was there technological progress between hand axe and 2023 friday the 13th 13th friday the 13th 2023 you might say yeah there's plenty of technology nobody's dying of all these stupid diseases and you know, everyone's being lifted out of poverty, depending on how you measure it, more or less quickly. But it's, you know, GDP. Gosh, GDP is fascinating. Only because I read something today. Anyway, um, so the interval given, you have to provide a time interval 
to decide this question of, pro of actual progress. So a technology is progress if, given an interval of time, the problems it created were better to have than the problems it solved, according to the humans alive during the time interval. And maybe you could just take a survey starting right after the hand axe or like a week after the hand axe. Just ask all the cavemen, you know, how, how you think things are going, like for that group. Uh, and then, you know, every 100 years. Okay, so that's actual progress. And then I would just add one more thing. Prediction progress, i.e. learning, uh, is, is possible if we, ha if we, use, if we do the, both these things. We predict progress. And then we check on actual progress. We can use actual progress to, uh, if we you know track it and absorb it, we can use it to improve future predicted progress. Okay, so the two are sort of yin and yang. They go together. They're a learning loop. Okay, that's it. A lot of things, um, little citations here, a couple of retraces, Ama, Bostrom, Yudkowsky. That's it. Re-115, same time tomorrow, signing off.